appreciate the good singing. We got to that that part in heaven, no one will be sad. Well, hallelujah. We live in a land of sorrow. And uh, and you look about and, and there's sadness on every turn. But, but some morning, uh, no one will ever be sad again. Isn't that a grand and glorious thing? Because we'll be in the presence of a holy God. Well, I'm so glad of that. That goes along with what I'm going to read. Is there anything on your heart? <clears throat> I don't. Yeah. Go ahead. Preach. I just feel a little stirring in my heart. And after I preached last week, I, I thought, boy, I sure hate to not stand. And just thank you <laughs> for how for what I can feel in my heart and how good He's been to me. And uh, I, I don't really have a lot to say. I just needed to stand and thank you. Amen. Thank you for everything he's done. Amen. Bless you, brother. That's enough. That's enough. Just thanking him. Appreciate that. Somebody else? I'd ask you to turn to First uh, Thessalonians chapter number four. A very familiar scripture, often used at funerals. Um, it seems like that's where our thoughts been. And like I said, you probably won't get much out of me, but I'll give you what I've got today, and even if it's just reading, but I've, I've been bouncing between here and, um, and 1 Corinthians chapter 15, but we'll start in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. <clears throat> 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, starting with verse 13. Again, very familiar, but it says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remaining shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I thought of this in sort of a strange sense. As, uh, as we were coming home from the hospital last week, and, and, uh, and I was just thinking that, that one more time the Lord had delivered me from from death. And you might say it was just an appendectomy. It was, but but I got close to going to my long home when uh, when it ruptured and my blood pressure had got down to like 70 over 40. And, and I told you last week I had a nurse that laid in there with me and had it not been for her, uh, I wouldn't be here today. I believe that with all my heart. And, and she did what she had to do and needed to be done. And, and I'm thankful for that. But I thought it's one more time God has delivered me. And it's not the first time 
uh, that, that He's delivered me from death. But as we were going home, Michelle was driving us home and, and there was a, a song or some part of a song and it, it had the phrase buried alive in it. And I, I thought, uh, I just about had a, had a spell there in the car. I thought, uh, uh, that's what would happen uh, to those of us who have been born again when we, uh, when we go the way of all the earth. Uh, because we, uh, because we've been saved, uh, I thought about this. Paul said in First Corinthians chapter fifteen that the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And he said, when he shall put down all rule and all power and all authority and deliver up the kingdom unto the Father, uh, then the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And I thought about that this week and. And death is an enemy. It's, it's the horrible enemy. It's our worst enemy. As Brother Chuck made mention of this young man that's, that's going to soon uh, be buried. I want you to understand today, no matter how young or how old you may be, uh, death will come for you. And, uh, and it will either find you ready or it will find you not ready. Uh, but whichever state that it finds you in, uh, there you're going to remain. And uh, I want I want you to understand if you're here today and you're lost that uh, that there is hope. Uh, I thought about it in, in, in Job 14. It says there is hope of a tree, uh, though it be cut down and the tender branches thereof cease. But it says through the scent of water, and that's 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 what that's what the gospel is. It's water for the soul. It's it's food for the soul. It's a it's a hope for the soul. And and when we talk about the gospel, we talk about uh, the birth, death, burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Paul made it clear in First Thessalonians that uh, that there uh, that that if there be no resurrection and such hearsay was common in the church at Corinth through paganism and made its way in, but he said, if there be no resurrection of the dead, uh, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, uh, he said that I'm found a false witness of God uh, because I've testified and showed you by the Gospel how that Jesus Christ was dead according to the Scriptures and was buried according to the Scriptures and on the third day arose according to the Scriptures. And after that He was seen of Peter and of James and of the apostles. And then He was seen of above 500 brethren at one time. In other words, there was ample enough evidence that this one who had been dead was now alive and walking the earth. And He said, if that never happened, then our faith is in vain and my preaching is in vain and you're yet in your sins. And I thought about that and I thought all of our hope today is still the hope of the ages of the resurrection. And I thought about that and then truly, if Jesus Christ were still dead, what hope would we ever have today? Uh, what good would anything be? Uh, what good would any religion be? What good would salvation be? Uh, but thanks be unto God, He has risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. 
And Paul said by that, uh, we can say, O grave, where is thy sting? And O death, where is thy victory? And I thought about everyone that uh, when Jesus Christ died, He died. His soul left His body. His body become cold, uh, just like any dead body would. Uh, But when life came back to Him on the third day and He arose, from that point on, everybody that's died in Christ has been buried alive. And I mean that to say that we don't celebrate death. For with the child of God, there is no such thing as death. But we are alive forevermore. And so we're going to be buried. You might say, preacher, that frightens me. If you're lost today, that should frighten you. My friend, you're going to be forgotten. You say, preacher, my family will never forget me. They love me. They do love you. More than anything on this earth, they love you. But the Bible says that the memory of the wicked shall rot, but the righteous has hope in his death. I mean to say to you today, you die lost without God. Death is coming. It's coming. It's coming. And it's coming for you. And you die lost without God. It'll be like you never was born. It'll be like you never existed as to those who are enjoying the beauties and the glories of heaven they'll have no remembrance of you it'll be your you'll cease from their memory the Bible says in Corinthians chapter 15 that we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed Paul may mention and brother Mike may mention in his Sunday school post last night about who shall change me from this vile body I got news for the child of God one day we're going to lay this vile body down and we're going to take up a glorious body. One that was sown in weakness shall be raised in power. One that was sown in corruption shall be raised in incorruption. And this mortal body that you see at that day, at the day of the trump of God, had you let the trump of God sound and the graves will bust open and bodies will come out of the grave. I mean to tell you, he said, comfort one another uh, with these words. We believe uh, that First Thessalonians was written, uh, maybe the first book in the New Testament, certainly one of the first books in the New Testament around the year 50 A.D., about 25 to 30 years, somewhere in there, after the crucifixion. And people were wondering what was happening as the Christians were getting slaughtered and martyred. And they were wondering what would happen to their loved ones whom they had carried their remains out and buried them in the ground or in a cave. And Paul was wanting them to know in certain terms. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, as concerning them which are asleep that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. I'm glad today that the child of God has hope in this death. I'm glad today that we know such thing as death, that there is no death. We don't celebrate death. But my friend, you let a child of God simply depart from this life. His soul goes on to glory. It goes on to paradise. I believe as I saw mention of angels this week on Facebook, Randy and Ricky and others were talking about. I do believe that's one of the jobs of those ministering spirits sent forth to minister 
God, that they'll carry you to your eternal home, to that long home. I believe that they're among us right now. I believe that they minister. They are ministering spirits sent forth to minister. I believe they ministered to Christ in Gethsemane. I believe they ministered to me and to you at different times. Though we might not ever see them, my friends, they are about us. And when we depart from this life, uh, they'll carry us to a place, a paradise of God, and our spirit will return there. Uh, But Paul says it's waiting uh, for the redemption of our body. And when that day comes, uh, body and spirit, uh, my friend, will be united and we'll be forever uh, with the Lord. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that uh, when death finds me, and let me tell you one more time, it is coming. It is coming for every last man, woman, boy, and girl that's under the sound of my voice. And it'll either find you ready or it'll find you lost without God. How sad it is for those who it finds in that condition. And while you've had opportunity to be saved, while you've had a, while you've had a drawing and a knocking and a yearning and a longing, yet never followed through on that and never repented unto life, how sad it'll be for you in that day. But for those of us who have been saved and are ready, we're simply going to be buried alive. By the time they put my cold body in the ground, my soul will be alive. It'll be alive with the power of the resurrected life. It'll be alive with the power of the Son of God. It'll be alive with that life that resides at the right hand of the Father right now. You see, I've already passed from death unto life already happened. It's not a, There are some religions who would have you to believe that you could pray a loved one in. I've here heard them ask prayer requests for the, for the departed. And my friends, there's no prayer. Uh, no prayer will help you once you're departed. And you better do your praying on this side of the grave and because once you're on the other side of the grave, there is no hope for you. There is no remembrance of that. And my friend, do your praying and your repenting on this side of eternity. I would beg you, in certain words, in certain terms, there's no amount of language in the English language that I could use to you. No amount of words. You better get ready. Death is coming. It's on its way. But for those of us, I just had that sort of silly talk. I'm going to be buried alive. Uh, yes, sir, I'm going to be buried alive. Uh, this body you will cease to be, uh, but my spirit is alive forevermore. Because when we're saved, the life of the eternal Son is placed inside of a child of God. It's a regeneration. It is a new birth. You can't be saved without a new birth. There's a life that resides in the child of God uh, that's more alive right now than millions walking around lost. It's a new life. It's a new creation. It's not just simply a reformation of the old. But I thought as we were praying a while ago, since the time that I've been saved, there's been a desire and a longing to serve God and to please God and to see God and to want to fellowship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's a longing and a yearning to go to His house to hear His Word, to read His Word. My friend, how do you think that got there? Man cannot put that there. God puts that there when He saves the soul. 
I'm glad that there's a witness. I'm glad that there was witnesses to the resurrection. How he showed himself to about 500 brethren. And nobody, there's, there's not that big of a conspiracy that could be orchestrated. They couldn't produce a body. If they could have only produced a body, the whole Christian faith would be void. But there was none to produce. There was none to produce, for He was risen. And now He's alive at the right hand of the Father. And my friend, the Bible said, and I just read, uh, that He shall descend from heaven with a shout. He's going to come back. It's not going to be in secret. Uh, but the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, the last trump will sound. And my friend, the Bible said uh, that He was received into heaven uh, on a cloud, received Him out of their sight. And the angel said that Saint Jesus shall come in like manner. Uh, so my friends, He ascended with the clouds and in the clouds He shall return. And those that ha- are alive and remain unto that day will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And they'll not prevent or precede those. They want to know what happened to their loved ones. And Paul was trying to assure them, your loved ones are safe. They're safe. They're alive today with the power of the resurrection of the Son of God. And there's coming a day when their bodies will be united with that Spirit. My friend, what a day that's going to be. Can you just imagine? Can you just imagine what a day when, when, when we get there and all of our faith is gone and it's all before us and you lay your eyes upon that Lamb of God. I'm glad today I'm going to be buried alive. I'm glad today death and I've been close different times in life. I'm glad death has no power over me, aren't you? I'm glad I can walk this street as Ashley said a while ago, it's a different world that we're living in. I'm glad I can walk and lay awake or lay on my pillow at night and fall asleep and know that I've got a blessed assurance that I'm going to be buried alive if I never wake up. Buried alive is sort of a strange thought. That's where years ago we would get, uh, you've heard the saying, saved by the bell and, and, uh, and, and, and bell ringers and things of that. Years ago, they were afraid they would bury people alive, so they tied strings and put down in the coffins and, and it had a bell attached to it. And that's where the term graveyard shift comes from. People would work a third shift in the graveyards to listen for the ringing of the bells to see if anybody had indeed been buried alive. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it's a spiritual life. It's a spiritual birth. It is a new life and a new birth. That my body shall be dead, but my spirit is alive forevermore. Boy, I'm so glad it's been mentioned here today how good that God's been to us. And I thought one more time He he saved my wife from being a widow. And one more time He's allowed me to stand before you and preach His Gospel. Uh, one more time, He's allowed me to come and to fellowship with brothers and sisters. One more time, as we get into this Christmas season, and we think about the incarnation, and we think about uh, what all that, it, what all, how what all that it took, and I'll probably preach on that as we lead into Christmas. Uh, but my friend, this is more, I guess, of an Easter message. I'm going to be buried alive one day. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. How is it with you? Have you been saved? 
Do you have a spot that you can go to to say there's where I was born again? There's where the Lord met me one day or one night. There's where my hope is. There's where I have blessed hope in what Jesus Christ has done for me. There's where I know that I passed from death unto life. If you don't have that today, I beg you to find a place. Seek out a place and seek the Lord with all your heart for death. It's coming for you. How is it going to find you? You're either going to be buried alive or you're going to be buried dead. And the second death, either buried alive or buried dead. That's maybe a strange thought. That's what I've got this morning. I'm going to be buried alive one day. God bless you. Come ahead with a song.